Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode of the Cold Popshire podcast was brought to you by our Patreon. If you want to tell us which films we should watch or get two extra exclusive podcasts a month, then please consider becoming a patron and joining us at www.patreon.com forward slash Popshire. Hello. And welcome Hello. to a late edition of Film Franchise Fortnights, unless you're listening to this any time after it would, uh, you know, if you're listening to this in your normal schedule, which is uh, more than, you know, a day after you, these podcasts normally come out, in which case, welcome to a regular episode. This is Cold Popsha Nights, you know. <coughs> When we're late for an episode, it becomes Cold Popsha Nights. Where we it's a, it, it's a little bit like sexier. This. It's a little bit more erotic. Look, I'm Alexander Jones, and, and you I'm... can call me AJ. And Richard, colloquially known around these parts as the man with the biggest penis. We're here. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Big big Dick and little AJ are here to, to soothe you, your ear canals, with our voices. Uh, so today we're talking about <laughs> RoboCop. Uh, this is a film franchise. We this is a film franchise Fortnite's where we talk about different film franchises. Mm-hmm. Um, and this day, this day, it's RoboCop, uh, the robot who's also a cop. What? Uh, so this is a franchise of four films consisting of uh, an Ridge Tridge, as we often uh, encounter on this podcast, of Robocop 1, 2, and 3. And then there was also a reboot some years later. A robot. A robot. A, ro- a robot. <laughs> uh, uh, so the original came out in 1987, and that was directed by Paul Verhoeven. And Alex, what's that about? Um, the first Verhoeven, Paul Verhoeven's Robocop is about... A cop who gets, uh, well, he does, he gets killed in the line of duty. And so a bunch of uh, police scientists <laughs> um, rebuild him into a cyborg that uh, he's, you know, he barely resembles the man he once was. And now he's more robot than man. Uh, and he goes after the people who killed him, among other various uh Things yeah. police do, uh, he's but he's a robot. robot than cop. Yeah, yeah. So that's what the first one's about, and it's sort of, it's like a ultra violent eighties uh, classic. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. So, uh, what do you think this has on Roddy T's Rotten Tomatoes? The um, film 61%. review percent. Oh, way off, mate. What is it? Uh, give you another guess. Sixty-two percent. Eighty-nine. Okay. That's with critics in here, with our audiences, it has 84%. So, uh, you know, very regarded as a bit of a classic. Uh, mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, what what, 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 did you, what did you think, mate? Um, I Yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, I 
I thought, like, as as with a lot of Paul Verhoeven stuff that I've seen, it's a lot deeper than it looks on the outset. How much Paul Verhoeven have you actually I've seen? I've seen Total Adrian? Recall and I've seen um, Starship Troopers, both of which are quite cutting. Paul Verhoeven. <laughs> films uh you know if they look simple on the outside but then they have these deep satire meanings but oh yeah i feel you i feel you um okay well then so uh what's so deep about this film then huh um i guess it's the the whole series as, as a whole is set in like this dystopian um detroit this, detroit we're like i think it has a lot to say on corporations and there's a lot to say on the police system all like all these things that um and it gets more intense throughout the series that i feel are especially relevant for these days you know oh, like yeah conversations these 2019, days um the I, of- I mean I, I haven't watched a a deep dive analysis of the first robocop so i can't give you a perfect answer but oh, i'm yeah. sure there is something brewing beneath the surface there uh, well, I haven't watched one either, so um, this is going to be a very surface-level podcast <laughs> where we look at um, the robot's cool helmet. Mm. And uh, what did you think of his cool helmet? I didn't like it. Yeah, I didn't think it was very cool. No. I I wouldn't even call it a helmet. helmet. It's more it's of his a head. mask. It's his entire head. Yeah. It's the man's head. It's the Robocop's head. Yeah. Um. Alrighty, so I, I guess that's that's Robocop then. Are we uh, going through them one by one, or are we talking about them? Uh, yep. Yeah, so that's all we're going to say about Robocop. <laughs> uh, this is going to be the shortest episode of Film Franchise Fortnite we've ever wow. done, uh, in an effort to get it out to you, comma the fans, as soon as we can. All right. Um, because you know what, this is one of those weird franchises for me where um, it's like, it's, for me anyway, it was good but not great. And that means I have the least to say about it, you know? What did you think of the actors? Uh, they were cool. Yeah, there's a few, um, like, a lot Red, of TV from, actors. Red from that 70s show. Mm, yeah. yeah. Uh, he shows up. Um, and, uh, yeah, the Peter Weller, who's one of those names that I'm like, I, I've just known all my life. I was mm. born knowing who Peter Weller is. Yeah. And then I'm like, I don't know if I've seen like any of his work. I, and yeah. I guess I just knew that he was Robocop. Mm. Yeah, I'd have never heard of him and I couldn't recognize him. This movie is the second time we've watched a movie for this podcast where the main character's name is AJ, like mine. Okay. The first was uh, Ace Ventura Jr. He gets mm. called AJ at one point. And yeah, like Robocop's- what you want to the entire film. <laughs> Robocop's real name is Alex J. Murphy. Uh, so Alex J, obviously being me, and the one of the villains in the first Robocop is named Dick Jones, and my brother's name is Nick Jones. So this felt very familial. This film, <laughs> yeah, this this really took you back to your childhood. This film. Mm. So yeah, um, w- let's take a little detour where okay. we are, um, because so last, if you guys listened to our last episode of Film Franchise Fortnites, you will remember that I got run over by a car while we were mm. covering the Fast and the Furious franchise, and now AJ never wanted to be outdone. No. Uh, what have you been up to in the last two weeks? Or what did you almost get up to, I should say? Uh, I went to a climate change protest, and in the like in the grand scheme of things, I almost got arrested in the same way that if you walk past the grand canyon you almost fall in um <laughs> you know so i you were I went near to, a police officer <laughs> i went no okay it was a bit more extreme than that 
I went to a climate change protest, which is a cause that I cared about a lot, but because this podcast doesn't talk about that kind of thing much, yeah. I, I um, really Just to clarify, you, uh, pro or anti-climate anti, change? Anti-climate change. Okay, okay. Well, neutral on the process itself, but the fact that the, <laughs> yeah. the world is, is allowing it's not us the to climate's get to that. fault that it's yeah. changing. <laughs> um, what happened was is that there's a green zone and a red zone for the protest, and what the the protest and was an doing ozone? was was uh, yeah, very good. Um, a it bunch a of people <laughs> went and sat on the railway tracks, and that stopped a coal train from getting to its destination. Because apparently, I hate coal now, Richard. Down wow. big coal. Big coal is ruining the world. <laughs> um, I like how you're like, apparently I hate this because you're just a sheep. Yeah, I was like, I didn't realize I had anything against coal. Um, but now that I think about it, <clears throat> yeah. fuck it. Fuck and coal, so I was man. there I was there with, with some slightly more proactive friends than, my, than myself. And um, one of them was like, all right, I'm going to go sit on the tracks. And they were like, okay, but that's the red zone, right? So the green zone is the cops can't do anything. The red zone is they can arrest you if you go over there. And he just wanders over. Cop doesn't even look at him as he passes. And then me and the remainder of the crew were like, oh, should we do it? And I was like, yeah, let's do it. Who cares? And we wandered over and maybe like a minute after my friend did and the cop stopped us and was like, if you walk on these tracks, we're going to, we'll put you in the back of the van now. <laughs> so yeah. we're like, well, probably not going to do that then. So I got as close as getting, as to getting arrested as one you've ever been. Yeah, as no, I've been closer actually. Oh, we'll tell um, that story then. <laughs> we can't get this sidetrack this early on in the well, I, Robocop God, podcast. How are we supposed to fill this episode? <laughs> uh, no, I nearly got arrested when I was a teenager because I was around people who were throwing Molotov cocktails everywhere. What the fuck? Yeah. They weren't throwing them at people. They were, it was like 3 a.m. and they were throwing them at stone walls and stuff. It's not good. It doesn't make it better. That, that's not. That doesn't. It make makes it, it better. It makes it safer. Yeah, all right. It does. You're right. I'm sorry, <laughs> but I wasn't doing anything, and I didn't get arrested. Yeah, but imagine if you got shot by a cop and um, a robot cop. Even that'd be crazy, mm. man. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Robocop Two mm-hmm. was directed by Irvin Kirshner. Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back. Mm. Um, and that came out. Um, I've just copy and pasted 1987 for all of these. Let's find out when this came out. 1990. 1990. Mm-hmm. 1990. Um, so what's this one about, dude? Uh, this one is set maybe a year later and there's a new drug in town. And the drug is called, what's the drug called? Nuke. Tom Noonan plays this like heavy level drug dealer. Who's trying to get all the drugs out? Meanwhile, Robocop 2 has been announced, like the second model. Mm. And I don't know. It's all about them continuing on the Robocop. Yeah. And they like, um, they like nerf Robocop, eh? Yeah. Yeah. They make so him, eh? They make him like, um, weaker or, or like, um, they make his prime directives different. Mm. Um, I think I found a, let me see if I can pull up the list I found of um the kind of um things that robocop is now looking for because he like shoots a guy um for smoking or like he shoots around his head to freak him out so it's things like um uh don't rush traffic lights if you haven't got anything nice to say don't talk um don't say that you are always prompt when you are not encourage awareness discourage harsh language (laughs) 
talk things out, smile. And they, these are all his different directives. They, they yeah, like yeah. scroll past on a screen. Um, don't run through puddles and splash pedestrians or other cars. So yeah, it may, making him a bit of a bit of a weenie because, which is mm. funny because of the first one, you know, it's it's famous for being like that ultra violent kind of thing. And then this film, uh, I I wouldn't say it's necessarily kid friendly, but it's a lot more kid friendly. Yeah. Yeah, what did what did this one get on Rotten Tomatoes? Very good question, AJ. Um, what do you, what would you think? Eleven. Thirty-one. There you go. Uh, I didn't, despite guessing eleven. I actually didn't think it was that bad. I think one of the things that I found with the the original trilogy was how captivating of a character I found RoboCop to be. Yeah. Um, because in the in in like the the way it kind of explains it to you is that Alex Murphy is dead. And Robocop is like using alive. what was what was left of Alex Murphy's consciousness as like a main computer to build Robocop off. So he, he doesn't he you know, he talks in monotone and is very robotic. Um and you know, he, he can't function <laughs> as a human. A but at the start of this film at the start of this film, um he's like stalking his his wife from when he was alive. He's like watching her um you know, in his car, from watching her in her house from his car, <clears throat> and it's it's like an echo in him. It's like an echo of the the happiness he once had in another life. Uh, and then the wife tells the police about this, and they have like a talk with him where they're like, "Alex Murphy is dead." Da, da, da. And then his wife turns up and is like, "Tell me that you can see me, basically." And he's like, "Alex Murphy is dead. I am RoboCop, essentially." And mm. I was like, oh, this is really interesting. It's actually quite good sequel stuff. As you know, we've talked a bit recently about what makes a good sequel. And it almost reminded me a bit of Spider-Man 2, that it's like, now he is Robocop, but is he Robocop? And it's like- Yeah, you know, I am Robocop, Robocop. Am I Robocop? Yeah. And, and it was like, oh, cool. They're, they are plugging away at that semblance of humanity that's left in him. Uh, and then that is never addressed in the rest of the film. And I was like, oh, God, that was so interesting. And it never goes back to it. Didn't even go back to it in the third film. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I liked Tom Noonan. I quite like Tom Noonan as an actor. He plays the villain in this. And I liked him. And then that he becomes Robocop 2, where they they put his brain stem and his brain stem in an, a giant robot. Uh, and But then, like, the only time his face appears is like this very poorly rendered 3D approximation of his face on the computer screen. And I was like, <sighs> it's so weird that like, I don't know Robocop fan, the fandom, but I presume that read from that 70s show and the first Robocop is, I, I feel like he'd be held in quite high regard as such a creepy and cool villain. And I feel like Tom Noonan's character could stand up to scrutiny compared to him. But then for the whole third act, the, the third act of the film, for some reason, they've removed that element and just he's just a generic looking robot with his consciousness, which doesn't shine through at all. Yeah. Um. So that was weird. I can understand why this is an Hi. inferior sequel, but I didn't hate it. I actually quite enjoyed parts of it. Um, okay, so next we've got Robocop 3. What's that about? This one is about um, the... the there's a branch of government that are moving uh, members of Detroit out of their district. They're like rendering them homeless because they want to destroy that part of town and build it into like a new high, you know, highbrow town. Uh, and Robocop, while on a mission to 
uh, eradicate uh, squatters from these now government-owned buildings. Um, his partner, who's been in it from the first film, gets shot and killed, and uh, Robocop goes rogue, and and he's like, "No, I can't stand for this," rogue because his Bo-Cop. first his first directive is to protect the innocent, and so he goes rogue from from the law, and the movie's sort of about this uprising in Detroit to um, stop the government from, you know, throwing people out of their homes. Yeah, and it's got the late Rip Torn in it. Mm, it does. Yep. Yeah, who was sadly torn from us. R.I.P. Uh, and it also has Robo Ninjas in it, yeah. which I thought was fun. And That's flying a- Robocop. Yep. Very cool. Yeah, it's a very... Yeah. So this one, uh, you know what this has on Rotten Tomatoes. It's like 3%, right? 3%. All right. This is my favorite Robocop film. This is the, <laughs> this is the best 3% film I've ever seen. Really? That like the I the world needs to give Robocop three a second look. Because in the in like excuse me, sorry, I'm just getting up on my soapbox, Richard. Um, oh, sorry, I'm somehow still you, no longer taller. Um it's it's a very small soapbox. Like with everything that's happening with It's actually uh, just a bar like, of soap. <laughs> in, in America with like people getting put in cages and stuff and families being yeah. torn apart it's all it's all eerily reminiscent of a movie that came out nearly 30 years ago you know like it's, do you reckon it's, that was intentional well they predicted the future no no do you reckon like you know the current oh like uh, Donald Trump is inspired by Robocop, Robocop 3. 3 but he took he watched it and sided with the bad guys in it yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Ro- Robocop 3 is the Captain America the Winter Soldier of the Robocop films oh that sucks <laughs> what are you even doing <laughs> I'm playing um, devil's advocate to add because, conversation because what in the same way that Captain America like kind of put like a qu- quotation marks around America like it, you know it does Steve Rogers actually stand up for what America represents now this is RoboCop but is he a cop you know a, a quotation marks around Robo the cop because, dot 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 cop question mark and, yeah and good ti- good alternative title um, because <laughs> no, he not. he goes rogue and I thought this is what the first RoboCop should have been about uh, right. I, there's, there's so many airy lines in this that is like Oh boy, this is this should be watched in 2019. Like there's one part where the the bad guys go and try and convince RoboCop's old um, police chief to join them in and ripping people out of their homes, and he says something like, "It is not a policeman's job to take people away from their homes." And I was like, "Oh, kind of is now though, isn't it?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I thought this was excellent. I genuinely really liked RoboCop 3, and I'm, I'm genuinely shocked. Would you say this is one of the top films we've ever watched for the podcast? Yeah, I would. Sure. Wow, nice, Just dude. for the d- dramatic sake, I will say that. Wow, holy shit, dude. That's Holy shit. That's holy shit. Like, that's, that is some holy shit. What did you think of it? Uh, I thought it was pretty silly. There's a lot what? of- What is- what's even, I don't understand how a movie that's that as competent as that is can- can get such okay. a low rating. No, what? I agree with everything you said. <laughs> no, nah, the, the, the whole like flying and there's a lot of like silly awesome. effects and stuff like that. Like uh, oh, one thing I didn't mention more. about the, the first Robocop is um, they like integrate stop motion um, effects. Mm. They've got the ED209s, which are like the, um, how would you describe them? They're like. Like mech. Yeah, they're like, like mech, mech droid drone yeah, yeah. things um and 
so that's like the famous scene of them being like, oh, test it out, point a gun at it, and then I'll, I'll turn it off. Um, and then this guy gets like brutally shot to death uh, mm. in front of the boardroom. Uh, but the the mech that, that shoots him is stop motion animated. And it's like, there's just a real cool look to stop motion. It looks motion. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah it looks, it's my favorite part of the films. And then do they... From memory, do they not do it in the second one, but then they do in the third? No, it's, a, it's in the second it, one heaps. Okay, yeah. Um, made them mixed up. But yeah, no, it's it's a really cool effect. It's one of those things like even, it's like, um, it's like you can see the strings, so to speak. Um, mm. and, and like, you know how it's being done and, and it does look a little bit out of place. But at the same time, that makes it look way better. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, yeah. So, I mean, like... Robocop's one of those franchises where, like I said, I don't have like too, too much to say about it, but it's because I didn't think any of them were like a massive downgrade. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the original trilogy anyway, like I didn't think they were massively differing in quality yeah, or anything yeah, yeah. like that. Like, they're, that. yeah, like, um, yeah, they've all got like silly shit in them and they've all got like some good moments. That's the thing though, is that the silly shit in them is so emblematic of that time in history and you you wouldn't and we'll get to this with the 2014 remake is that there's like the way he moves is silly like it, it's like someone doing a, the yeah, robot yeah. dance someone doing the robot yeah. yeah and and it's like just the you know his cheesy 80s style catchphrases and it it's all very like ha remember the days where one-liners were big and it's like this is this movie and this like it's called robocop which is such an yeah yeah so um, and they all phrase. they all end with like a um a line you know like mm. the the one line where it's like call me murphy mm. at the end of the first one and then yeah. like yeah the third one it's like um rip like well i gotta hand it to you what do they call you murphy and he's like my friends call me murphy yeah you call me Robocop. Robocop. Yeah. <laughs> it's so great. Yeah. Um, I really liked, if we're on like stuff like the stop motion effects, I really liked uh, there's a very almost HG Geiger-esque look to the what Robocop looks like when his helmet's off. And because his head is like, it's like his face and then there's clearly like an enclave where it goes into the robotic part of his head. So, so this is to say it looks like his head is on top of the robotic stuff and not like he's just wearing like a Buzz Lightyear style rubber hood. You know what I mean? It looks like the back of his head's yeah. missing. Um, and I think, and like, there's a lot more of that in the second one, which felt more verhoven than the first one, despite the fact that Verhoeven was not on board. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, HR Geiger, do you mean? Yes, I do. Yes. Yeah, so. I was um, confused with HG Wells. Yeah. Uh, which is so, probably still apply to be honest yeah hg yeah. wells and hr gargara similar aesthetics yeah well so while we're talking about just the rich tridge before we uh move on to the uh re- reboot cop mm-hmm. um one thing that was kind of we spoke about this but the the original film was given an x rating mm. um originally by the um motion pixels pick the film of america yes um because of the graphic violence um but then so they i think they cut some scenes for the release and it was um yeah it was given an r rating uh but the original x rated cut is is available it's like the criterion collection laser disc is that and also the um uh current the blu-ray 4k master edition Mm. um has the unrated cut 
Interesting. I wonder what version I watched because it was definitely more violent than your average movie, but nothing really like really shocked me. So yeah, there's that like Verhoeven and uh, who's the other one? Uh, Cronenberg. They yeah, have yeah. A, a very interesting style of um, of you know gore and effects yeah, like yeah. that. And I think um, some people from The Thing worked on like the special effects guys from it definitely thing. you feel that it's, yeah it's that same yeah the the explosion yeah the skin and, and it's one like one of the things that happens yeah. to robocop when he gets murdered is he gets his hand shot off which is such a visceral pr- like Owie. thing to think about you know yeah having your hand shot off fuck that would ruin your day yeah and robocop shoots a guy in the dick yep as we all that would. would suck that would ruin your day yeah but he was a bad guy he doesn't deserve his dick he doesn't deserve a good day. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. So, um, well, let's move on to the uh, Robocop 2014, uh, which is called Robocop. And it came out in 2014. Um, and what's that about? What, is there anything different? Yeah, or- it's quite a different film, but it has the same overall plot. Like, it's, yeah. it's he, he gets nearly murdered and turned into a cop, into a robot. <laughs> <laughs> it's a robot that gets shot and then turns into a cop um and he and he it's it takes a very it sort of goes in different directions from the movies the main thing the main point of difference i would point out would be that the new guy playing robocop uh there's a lot more humanity to him than the kind of yeah well, that's what you get when you hire joel kinnaman dude is the most human actor around yeah um, yeah, he's he's got he, he doesn't really change in personality when he becomes RoboCop, whereas the, I feel the whole point of Murphy in the original trilogy is that he yeah, like you spoke about that it's Murphy is dead yeah, and and there's a Robocop. there's an internal conflict there that's very fascinating and very I would like to say very well acted by Paul Weller Weller yeah. is that it pa- what's his name Peter Weller Peter Weller Paul Paul Walker you're thinking of Paul Walker Paul Welker Frank Welker um, the voice so- of Brain from Pinky and the Brain. And so also plays you, Orson Welles in various things, who was in the movie adaptation of H.G. Wells' War of the Worlds. Or no, it was the radio voice of it. Um, are you sure? Yep. It's Frank Walker? No, that was... No. It's it's uh, Orson Welles, I said. Uh, yeah, no, but you said Frank Welker was the voice of Orson Welles. He plays him in, like, Pinky and the Brain and shit. Nah, isn't it... Um. You're gonna maybe look at what's his name, um, Maurice Lamarche. Yeah, Maurice Lamarche. Is it him? Hmm. Who's yeah. Frank? Frank Welker's Yoda. Uh, no, no, that's Frank. Oh, no, Frank, Frank Welker, Welker is, 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 is he's the he's does all the he's um, Optimus Prime. animal voices. He's, no, that's um, <laughs> no, like he he's he's Fred and Scooby, and he's Nibbler on Futurama. Uh, yeah, Nibbler on Futurama is the that's the same voice as Pinky in the Brain, isn't it? Let's look. Voice no. acting career. No, no, so Frank Welker like voices like every every time you hear like an animal, it's Frank Welker. Right. Okay. I believe you. Yeah. Um He did do a lot of voices in Transformers. Yeah, that's probably But not um Yeah, he's, he's Megatron. Yeah. Does he Mega Oh, there you go. Yeah. So I got one I got it slightly wrong, but <laughs> What a what a fun little um, excursion that was from the uh, the 
tale of Robocop. So, uh, yeah, Joel Kinnaman obviously stars as Robocop, and he's probably the biggest star in this film, you'd say. No, this film is chock full of, like, very expensive actors. Samuel Jackson is in a role that didn't need to be Samuel Jackson in this film. Or in the film at all. Yeah, Gary Oldman is in this film, um, play, again, a role I wouldn't complain if it was played by someone less famous. Who else is in it? Um, Jay Baruchel. Jay, Jay Baruchel. Jay Baruchel. Um, there was another big, big name in it. Who, oh, Michael Keaton. Michael, Abby Cornish. Ma- Michael Keaton's the bad guy. Abby Cornish, the the best actress of our generation. Um, uh, um, who else is in it? Um, Jackie Earl Haley is in this film. Yeah. I'm, I'm going... Yeah. Grasping at straws for famous people now, but, but <laughs> yeah, Michael Keaton, yeah. Gary Oldman, and Samuel Jackson are all very big gets for a very forgettable movie that a lot of people probably do not remember exists. Yeah, it, it, uh, what would you say? Okay, so, so, so we, I didn't mention as well that this is directed by uh, Jose uh, Pal, Pal, Pahila. Pahila. Cool. Pahila. Um, and what do you think it has on Rotten Tomatoes? Sixty percent. Forty-nine percent. There you go. Yeah, now this was, uh, I mean, yeah, this was kind of like a lot of people, Robocop purists, hated it. I hated it. I didn't like this movie at all. And I'm not even that much of a Robocop purist because I like the third one the most. But I just thought <laughs> that this was such a, it, this is a quintessential remake. Like this is what you, this yeah. is the type of film you think of when you think of what a remake is. It's like slightly more updated, but it kind of ruins everything. It's sleeker and, and sexier and it's just... It's no good. It's boring. The characters are nowhere near as interesting or captivating, and it's just kind of boring. Yeah, and it's stuff like the 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 stop motion I mentioned that, like, when you polish it too much, it loses. Yeah, you loses. Its you grit. polish it, and it loses its shine. They feel like the Detro- the original ones feel like they they are Detroit. This one feels like it's like Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. Yeah, so, yeah, it's great. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and another thing, this film has like a big final act with drones, mm. which is another like thing that I I've started noticing that like every 2010s blockbuster seems to have drones in it. Yeah, Hobbs and Shaw, um, Angel Has Fallen, RoboCop, RoboCop, all three of them. Yeah, the th- the three big ones. Yeah. from this de- from this decade, the three Two most defining films year. of the 2010s. Um, and so, yeah, this one does not have an R rating. It was PG-13, which was one of the things that pissed off a lot of fans uh, because I believe that, um, like, Jose, the director, and Joel Kinnaman both, like, really fought hard. And I, I seem to remember at one point that they said, like, yeah, this one's going to be R-rated. We're, like, doing the original. It's going to be awesome. You're going to love it. Um, and then the budget kept on rising. The studio was like, nah, it has to be PG-13 so people will see this. Um, and the director had a horrible, horrible time. He would phone Fernando Morales, the um, director, during uh, the film and just confide in him about how much he fucking hated making Who's the film. Who's Fernando Morales? Uh, he directed The Constant Gardener and City of God. Oh, yeah. And um, Blindness. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a good director. I studied um, Constant Gardener in year 13, mm. English class. Um, but yeah, he said that... Uh, the making the film was the worst experience of his life. Yeah, it's, and, it's definitely um, it shows. <laughs> yeah, and then um, word of this conversation got out, and the studio uh, made him release counter statements saying that he was very satisfied with the film. 
very believable. This film has a very disturbing implication in it where, um, so Alex Murphy is blown up by a car bomb and that's how they get him and turn him into a robot. And when he's blown up, they sort of go through his autopsy and they're like, he's got, he's blind, he's deaf, uh, he's lost all his limbs. And then when he's put in the robot suit and, and like Gary Oldman, like takes all the bells and whistles off it to show him who he is. He is a head, a pair of lungs and a single hand. We posted a photo of it on, on our Instagram. And <laughs> not only does it look hilarious. silly and hilarious, and not only is it like existentially terrifying how lack of a human he is, but also it, it actually means they, they butchered him to put him into the robot suit, which feels... Yeah anti what it should have been like surely they want to they want to like as soon as you start actively cutting off the parts of human he still has for laying yeah, yeah. I, fe- I feel like that would be a very disturbing job for whoever did that and also why does he need lungs if he doesn't have a heart surely the heart's more integral than the lungs yeah uh, do they mention his lungs in one of the other ones i believe right because I remember when I saw the lungs, I was like, oh, yeah, because of the lungs. Mm. Anyway, I thought this movie was bland yeah. and forgettable. and Yeah, it, it takes itself very seriously. And in fact, they don't even say Robocop in it. Because it's too silly. They You wouldn't be able to say. Yeah. The best part of this movie is when the, the title screen comes up and it goes, dun, 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 dun. And I was like, yeah, this is fucking awesome 80s themes or 80s and 90s theme music for it comes back very yeah. briefly uh, and actually no, you know I, the, best? the best part yeah. was the company i watched it with actually oh, i was just doing the same <laughs> thing me and richard watched this movie together which we never ever do anymore because it was fun i was in auckland and we didn't record in auckland and then had to wait a day to record this because we were very busy and it's just sort of here it is i hope you guys are enjoying this episode yeah, I hope you enjoyed that episode, and we'll see you next time. <laughs> uh, yeah, now nah, we had a good time watching this together, didn't we? We've got fish and chips. Yep, at one and in the I morning. made a funny joke. You, you, oh my god, tell your joke, or should I tell? Is it better if I tell you it? tell it so that I'm not like talking it up? So Michael K. Williams is Robocop's partner in this, and at one point when the bad guy is at the end of the film, he's like you know he's got the upper hand on robocop and you think he's going to shoot him and then michael k williams shoots him from behind and and saves the day and when that happened richard went leave my friend robocop alone and i just lost it it was like exactly the spark of comedy i needed at that point (laughs) in the movie like i think it's enhanced by the fact that they're too scared to say to use the term robocop in the film and that he's clarifying who his friend is even though he's the only other person there yeah yeah and talking to a guy just killed. Um, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's great stuff. So that's the kind of comedy that like, we miss out on by not watching these movies together anymore. I remember when we watched when we watched the Godzilla films and we watched Son of Godzilla, which ended with like baby Godzilla just crying on an island and <laughs> Godzilla comforting him. And we were just both, I don't know who started it, but we both just started going, Pourquoi, papi? Pourquoi? <laughs> and I remember we did it and we thought it was so funny because they're such goofy looking. Go look up Son of Godzilla if you want to see the funniest attempt at what a character baby Godzilla Yeah, one. character design. Um, and I remember we did that and then I looked at you and I said, there's no way we can bring this up on the podcast. There's like no context. So that's been a little behind the scenes joke. For <laughs> a little big behind the curtain. Pourquoi, papi? Pourquoi, papi? Uh, yeah, that was very good. I don't know why he's Spanish. Um, it's funnier. It's, it is funnier. 
Look, Spanish people are funny. I didn't say that. Spanish people are notoriously proud. Um, one thing that one like cheesy thing from the originals that this one does reference though is there's there's a random like uh it's like a sitcom that you see the catchphrase of the main character. Um, oh yes, the- we need to talk about this as over as an overhaul of overall. Yeah. yeah. So um, there's uh yeah there's this this sitcom where you, you an in universe see- sitcom. Yeah, that you see um, snippets of where the main character goes, I'd buy that for a dollar. Yeah, and he's like this very intense looking mustache. Yeah, and the camera zooms in right into his face. He's got a mustache and brown glasses. And and then uh, Jackie O'Haley says um, in the reboot, he goes, I wouldn't buy that for a dollar. Yeah. Um, and you you took umbrance with his delivery of the line. I took umbrance to that because he says it like how you said it. So the, he's showing off his androids' capabilities compared to Robocop's capabilities. And when Robocop inevitably, the human part of him, makes him not as good at the job, Jackie O'Haley goes, I wouldn't buy that for a dollar. But it's like, it's said that way to be a reference to the, that original line from the movie, from the first film. But he should be saying it, I wouldn't buy that for a dollar. Like, he should be emphasizing dollar. Uh, yeah, see, I disagree. I think it's like the, the the sitcom still exists in the reboot universe, or even the movie Robocop exists <laughs> in this universe, and he's referencing right. that, and he's going, I wouldn't buy that, I wouldn't buy that for a dollar. Um, like, he's quoting something. It, like, to me, it very much sounded like he was mm, quoting something. Right. Um, that's a big jump. I feel like that's a... I like that more, but I don't know if the movie's internal logic goes back that far just do it dude make that jump take that leap with me dude yeah so robocop 20 throw it out of my mind yep or already gone from mine yeah. dude like i have a i have a like as soon as monday midnight comes on monday i'm i forget the the films of the last two weeks and i and i'm struggling yeah, yeah struggling so, so with the i'll buy that for a dollar thing it's again in the first robocop film it's like just something you see on tv and what i liked about that the original trilogy which i also want to say despite having three different directors i feel is one of the most tonally consistent trilogies i've seen like they, what, they but the first one's like ultra violent yeah i guess ones. that's the big difference but like they all feel like they exist and, and occupy the same fictional world like it's not like something like the dark knight where it clearly changes cities for the second one um and part of the the consistency across the three films is they have like ad breaks for in-universe products that come up mm. and it's really really well done and and they're all they're all like kind of building the world of this post not quite post-apocalypse but nearing apocalypse dystopian detroit and so like there's a there's an ad in the second one for sunscreen 5000 or something which is super strong sunscreen because uh if you spend 11 seconds in the californian sun in the future it'll it'll give you skin cancer and so they would put on the sunscreen that's like just blue paint essentially <laughs> and it's it's yeah. really good it's so there's stuff like that and then there's like a um yeah a, the satire stuff like that is really fun yeah yeah it's it's really well done and i i think that's something that I'm glad carried over into the sequels. And it's like with the new RoboCop, the remake, it is made to be like a, um, it's not made for the fans of RoboCop. It's made for the new generation to try and yeah, yeah. work with that. Because if it was made for the fans, which it should have been, it would have been cheesy and it would have had like all those 
comical satirical ad breaks and the closest thing it gets to is samuel jackson's news show which is yeah which is weird and it's, it's like it's not integrated you, into the story well enough yeah you know you're kind of not really sure if it's like a, a, a rod serling twilight zone kind mm, of intro yeah. or if it's like in you it's very strangely done yeah um, but yeah, it's like they're, they're trying to predict what the t- what TV is going to look like in the future. Yeah. But, <laughs> totally. um, yeah. So, all right, we talk about titles a lot on this podcast, mm-hmm. and um, so because of that, we created a segment, and that segment is called "We Talk About Titles a Lot on This Podcast." So, the name. What do you think of the name RoboCop? Uh, yeah, it's silly, but it's fine. It's moved from it the eighties, where so you can call it that, I guess. Yeah. Um, Apparently, um, many uh, studios turned down the original script and thought the name was unsuitable. Interesting. I don't know if they meant for the for the film or, um, you know, for audiences. Imagine reading Robocop and be like, I don't think it should be. Co- I don't think the name Robocop suits it. <laughs> like he's called Robocop in the film and they use Robocop like a hundred yeah. times. But they're like, no, nah, I just don't see it being called Robo this. Policeman. Um, Robo. I thought Robot Cop. A little fun um, robot policeman. Um, a little uh, fun exercise we could do to pad out the runtime of this podcast um, is just some, because this is one of those um, often parodied titles. And so, um, you know, just by changing one letter or um, using a word that sounds the same, you can have an all new film. So I'll give you some titles and I want you to, um, you know, give me a. A pitch, film. pitch the film to you. Yeah. So uh, the first is Oboe Cop. It's about a cop who gets... Um, no, it's about an oboe teacher who becomes yeah. a cop. No, the oboe no. becomes a cop. <laughs> um, and this one, actually, uh, you might recognize this title, Robocopter. Robocopter is about a um robo it's it's a new robocop film this is, this is doubling as my continue the franchise it's <laughs> it's a new robocop film where robocop is def- is like shot up so much that the human part of him is completely eradicated and so instead of building him back up they replace it with parts of a helicopter and it becomes robo helicopter <laughs> which is just a helicopter <laughs> robo helicopter yeah. not robocopter <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and that's based on a dream you had, isn't it? Yeah, I had a dream that someone was like, there's a Robocopter movie. And I was like, is that a sequel to Robocop? And they're like, no, it's unrelated to the film. And I was like, it's unrelated to the film. And it's called <laughs> Robocopter. I just love it because a Robocopter is just a helicopter. Like, it's, 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 you know, what's the difference? Half robot, half helicopter. It's just a helicopter. It's all helicopter. Hobocop. <laughs> um, uh, um, it's about a cop who... Uh, after putting, you know, arresting homeless people for years, decides it's time he walks a mile in the other the other guy's shoes, or lack them. Oh, so, so it's a cop who becomes a hobo. Yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, Robot cop, which um, is um, from Community. That's what Britta calls it. Robot cop. It's about a cop who um, is transferred Turns into a robot. He is transferred to a robot community. Nice. It's like um, Hot Fuzz, but instead of a peaceful village, it's a it's a, a village full of rowboat enthusiasts. What about uh, Lobocop to replace the recently cancelled Lobo series <laughs> based on the DC Comics character Lobo? Yeah, it's just Lobo from DC, but he becomes a cop. Nice. Robocup? Uh, it's, the, well, there's a, oh, it's Cup, not Cop. Okay. Um, if there's Cop Cup. Cop Cup is about a cop who's sick of people, other people using his cup in the staff room, even though it's clearly marked 
RoboCup is about a cup that joins the police force. And so that still involves the police. <laughs> nice. All right. And finally, RoboCap. Uh, it is about, it's a new Captain America movie and he gets made into a robot. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Nice. I was thinking of like a hat, but that's no. good. Too bad. Like a baseball cap. Robo Captain America. <laughs> the first Avenger. Yeah. Going to level with you guys. I um, had to pop out momentarily, uh, which AJ will have cut out of the podcast. And while I was out there... I grabbed a piece of licorice and I'm now eating it and uh, it's like chewier and lasts longer than I thought it would. Uh, but so now I've just got it in my mouth and I'm not chewing it because it's going to be real loud. Wow. So AJ, what's our next segment? Continue the franchise. Yeah. What's that? It's where we uh, we try to squeeze some more money out of the very lucrative Robocop series by uh, pitching our own sequels, which I've just done, so I've already done mine. But before Richard pitches his, he's going to let us know if this franchise has been continued on in any various ways beyond the films, because we only watch the films because it's film franchise follow-ups. And if you want to hear us talk about the extended catalogue of all the franchises, you can join our Patreon where we do a little show for $5 a month called Film Franchise Follow-Ups, where we watch like the Godzilla anime movies and... I don't know, the Toy Story short films and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, well, thank you very much. I finished my piece of licorice. And um, you, just for those out there, uh, you said film franchise follow-ups twice. Uh, you said that this was film franchise follow-ups. It's not. But this is, of course, film franchise Yeah. So anyway, um, there's a few TV series based on Robocop. So there's Robocop the Series, which is a live-action TV show that ran for one season in 1994. It was aimed at kids and teenagers. Uh, and then you have Robocop Prime Directives, a 2001 miniseries, which apparently um, actually like does the tone quite well, but it's very clearly like quite low budget. Right. And then we have uh, two animated series called Robocop. Um, uh, so, sorry, we have two, two animated series. One is called Robocop, the animated series. Uh, it ran for 12 episodes in 1988, and that's like a Saturday morning cartoon mm-hmm. um, thing. And then we also had... Uh, Robocop Alpha Commando, which ran for 40 episodes in the 98 to 99 um, for, uh, you know, TV season. Interesting. That's 1998 um, for all you 1800s or, uh, you know, 2000s. Look, they're, they're out there and we need to be considering them. Yeah, well, you know what? Like, we've, we've got a lot of feedback uh, that we're not being, we're not being considerate enough yeah. to the 1899 kids. Yeah. And only they'll get this. Um, okay, so also there was a sequel announced to the 2014 reboot, but that looks very unlikely now. Um, there's also I, f- I discovered um, oh sorry as well. There's like uh, novels and a comic book. Uh, Frank Miller's did done a um, Robocop comic because he wrote the two sequels. 
Yeah, yeah, and so like it was a something to do with it was a he adapted it into a comic as well. Um, there's also I found this. Um, there's a full film I think you can find it on YouTube called Our RoboCop Remake, and that came out in 2014, and it was like a bunch of fans um who were unhappy with the way the reboot was going and so they did like a shot for shot remake themselves and i just i I pulled it up and clicked ahead to a random point in it and it was when robocop shoots the guy's dick off except you see like a full dick and it gets shot very graphically very um and so that was like just the the random part i clicked to now also big news this week for robocop fans uh that actually there's a sequel uh which is following the new trend of being a sequel which ignores everything apart from the first film that's called robocop returns now neil blomkamp was uh going to direct this and as recently as like a month ago he was tweeting about how the scripts it's going steady and it's going to be great it's going to have an r rating the suit is going to be a million percent the original suit um, but then just a couple of days ago, it was announced that he was leaving the project because the studio said, uh, we need to shoot this right now. He said, uh, I can't right now. And they said, well, you have to leave the project. And so he left the project. Uh, the, as of yet, there is no other director currently announced. But uh, have you got anyone you would like to see direct a Robocop film? Me, dude. I'll do it. Yeah. I really- this, is, this is us officially throwing our name to the ring. Yeah, okay? yeah. I really like um, Neil Blomkamp becoming the director who's known for avoiding making the movies that everyone wants him to make. Like, there's no District 10, there's no Alien 5, and now there's no Robocop Returns. And he just keeps on making shit like Chappie and Elysium that no one likes. Yeah. Um, Do you know who I reckon should do it? Who? Dan Trachtenberg. He directed... What did he direct? 10 Cloverfield Lane. Ah, yes. Yeah, that's a good idea. And he also did the um, episode of Blake Mirror playtest. Yeah, and I'd like to see a modern Robocop now that, like, the problem with the 2014 one is it came out right at the tail end of that kind of reboot, which was, like, the iPod generation of, like, sleeker and sexier, so the suit is black in the in the reboot, in the remake. Yeah, it's weird. There's a moment in the reboot when they decide to make the suit black, when uh, I think it's Gary Oldman is like, and make the suit No, nah, it's Michael Keaton. Black. Michael Keaton's like, make the suit black. And it's like, it's... Uh, Who are you pandering to? (laughs) Yeah, if you you watched just the reboot, you would be like, oh, the original suit must be black. Yeah, And that's them like, fine, because the suit's not black up until that point. And then it's like, oh, cool. But it's not. Like, who who was that pause for? Yeah. Whereas now we want, we're more concerned with authenticity with remakes and stuff like that and homages. So I'm on, I would love to see how that suit, that rusty old, Tin, mm. tin man would look in modern day so is uh is robocopter and, and those ones are they your continue the franchise or do they you are one? i don't have any other ideas okay well um i've got two ideas one's kind of a vague where i think a sequel should go and then another one's an original idea um so one i i, I think and this was kind of evident when you talked about this watching the 2014 one is that like it's weird to have such a pro cop movie in 2019 you know yeah um the 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 image of um not only policemen but also like robots is quite different now uh so i think if they were making another robocop movie you have to at least address the idea that there's a possibility that this is a very bad idea well that's why i liked robocop 3 because he was going against the the police force um 
But also, apparently as well, um, the guys that wrote the original wrote like a sequel script that wasn't used, which had like a reality star uh, running for president and getting elected president. Oh my goodness. And um, people, and apparently it's, it's a lot of it's very like, holy shit, um, how do you predict this? So I think that's why Robocop Returns is happening now as well. Right. That it's like, holy shit, this script has been sitting here for ages, so it's been updated or whatever. Um, but yeah, I think that there's a lot more that can be said about um, the the police force and the, like, you know, the being taken over by robots that, like, even as compared to five years ago, there's our image of those things that are kind of different which is interesting um but my idea is a film called robocops Mm. so it's um the original robocop who's very robot and you kind of have to take some liberty with this so he's very robotic and he's like i'm a robot um but he's also he's also a little bit quippy um, and then he is forced to work with um, the 2014 reboot Robocop, who is your modern day action hero, hothead, who's, um, you know, he's slicker, he's moves faster, but he, he doesn't follow the rules. Now, um, you have to kind of, the start of the film would follow the 2014 Robocop, and we kind of push the character more towards like the hothead. Yeah. Um, and then you have our original Robocop, who's uh, too old for this shit. Um, you know, he cracks jokes every now and then, but he's a lot more wooden. He just can't do it like he used to. Um, and, you know, you pair them together. Now, I'm not sure if it would work having two uh, personality types that are so different put together in one film. <laughs> yeah. But I think it just might work. It's a revolutionary formula and it's never been tried before. Yeah. Yeah. Especially not with police. No. Yeah. Police that are like buddies of some descript. Yeah, yeah. Buddy Robocop. Yeah, right. <laughs> so that's my um that's my continued franchise, Robocops. Nice. Um, and that brings us almost to the end of our episode, but there's just one more thing we have to do, and that is to reveal the franchise that we will be covering uh, next week. This one was selected by our patrons, and for $1 a month, you too can suggest and vote on every second franchise that we cover. So get on patreon.com slash and get in that now. And uh, the franchise that we will be covering is the four film, again, four films, a franchise known as Spy Kids. We're doing Spy Kids, everybody, and we're going to be following, can we reveal this? We're going to be following that episode with uh, the Machete films, because Machete is a little known spinoff to Spy Kids. Is that little known? I feel like that's not... Why yeah, uh, well, whatever. But um, yeah. So you got two episodes, two about film franchises, ro- film franchises, Fortnite's coming up. Yeah, directed by Robert Rodriguez, mm. starring Danny Trejo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So look forward to that next week, guys. And if you enjoyed this, please check out Cold Pop on in yeah, two weeks. Yep. Thank you, Richard. Please check out Cold Pop on Facebook and YouTube and Instagram and Acast and wherever you get your podcasts and twitter and you can email us at copoptionmedia at gmail.com that's a lot of and if if you do all of those things we'll give you a little kiss i will you know dead or alive i'm gonna kiss you well that wasn't a good way to incorporate (laughs) jesus all right everybody thank you very much 
We'll see you next time. Laters. Bye. Fam. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs>